Alright, what's going on? This is the inaugur inaugural inaugural? God, I already messed up. Inaugural episode of the Check the Tape podcast. I'm Ari Atari. You might already know me from the column that I wrote that was on the website, I think, Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing a podcast now, too. Um, I am joined by my buddy Brian, who was gracious enough to help me to be my first guest. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. You know, I'm, uh, I'm glad to have shared this with you. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some more stuff along the way. Um, you, know, you know, I'm eager to write a uh, potential column about, you know, fireable offenses. But we'll, uh, we'll take that at another time. But no, I'm, I'm glad to be here, Aria, and uh, this should be fun. All right, so I also said this in the column. I didn't want to, like, labor too much on an introduction. I just like to get right to it. Um, for those who don't know, I think we should give a little bit of background information. We're talking about the NFL today. We're going to hit a couple of topics, some more nuanced, I think, and some more general. Uh, but just for background information, you're a fan of the New York Giants. I'm a fan of the New England Patriots. The greatest Super Bowl moment in your life is the worst Super Bowl moment in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's okay. I've I've recovered somewhat from that. Two of the greatest Super Bowl. Yeah, two of them. Two of them. The only two, actually. Um, yeah. Those are those the greatest sports moments in your life? Actually, I think they might be. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Considering uh, the Rangers won a Stanley Cup when I was uh, not even born yet, and yep. the Mets. Probably their greatest moment is losing in the 2015 uh, World Series. So at least you yeah. can say you prolonged the Cubs' World Series a year. Well, at yes, least you can hang yes. your head on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We did. And screw the Cubs. Okay. Yeah. Last team to beat the Cubs in the playoffs before before they, they won, won the it. World Series. Yeah. It's true. Or it's true. Yeah. Before they broke their curse. Okay. So yeah, we're talking NFL, and the first question that I wanted to ask you was. And we'll both discuss this, and we'll give our opinions. So the Rams and Chiefs—they're both undefeated, both five and zero. The Chiefs had a pretty big win against Jacksonville. I know they only won by two scores, but it was sixteen points. How many times did Bortles turn the ball over? Four. Yeah. And it's a defense that's not been good either this season. So that was a big comeback, comeback yep. win defense. But that game was a blowout from the start. I mean, that the score is not indicative of how that game actually went. And Pat Mahomes has been. The main story in football all season so far, and probably the leader for MVP. He threw his first interception that Jaguars game, but other than that, right, that was his first? Yeah, first interception. Yeah, I, first I turnover. Sure. Yeah. And he's just been unbelievable. He had that amazing Monday night game against Denver. The team's been either killing people or they, you know, can win those close ones like they did against Denver. And then the other undefeated team, the Rams, uh, they came off a win that was a close one. Seattle didn't back down from them. The it was a classic Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. They're like, we've won a Super Bowl. We're at home. We're not going to go out without a fight. And the Rams edged that one out. Uh, Sean McVay had the guts to go for it on the fourth and one, close to midfield, and with uh, Jared Goff QB sneaking it. So they're both undefeated. Both have had close wins. Both have had blowouts. Both are probably the top two teams you'll see in any power ranking. So what I was going to ask is like. Who would you be more surprised if they didn't 
play in the Super Bowl because you know they're both undefeated right now, and it's easy to overreact. And, and we're in October; it's only five weeks, and it's easy to overreact and say, "Oh, well, they're gonna—they're both gonna make the Super Bowl. No one can beat them." We all know we've watched football too long. We know September and October don't really mean anything. November and December is when the season starts. So, but both of these teams have been pretty good. They've been good in the past too, which makes me not think like this is gonna be something where it all falls apart. So which team do you think is less likely to make the Super Bowl and why? Um, you know what? I, I think right now, if you asked me after this past week, yeah. I'd probably say the Rams. Only for the reason that I'm coming into the season, you know, everyone was thinking that the NFC was the weaker conference of the two. And in reality, both conferences are, are, are ridiculously weak. I mean, from top to bottom. You have a very uh, hyper-loaded, top-heavy portion of both conferences uh, that are highlighted by the Rams and the Chiefs. The only reason why I say the Rams as of the moment is because of the injuries we've seen for for Los Angeles. You uh, have huge injuries on defense where Akeem Tlaib did not play. Marcus Peters has been in and out of injury. Uh, and then you saw wide receivers go down this week. Brandon Cooks out very early in that game. Cooper Cup goes out. Uh, Robert Woods was in and out of injury. And, and it, what's crazy is that Jared Goff didn't miss a beat. It was like he didn't lose any of those guys. Yeah, that's they put guys. They put guys I've never even heard of in. And, yeah, yeah. Well, Keelan, Keelan Reynolds. Uh, that's his name, name? Keelan. I, I, Reynolds. That's his last name, Reynolds. That's all you need to know. The guy had a good game, but I mean, when you have Jared Goff, who's been now one of the better quarterbacks out of that draft, uh, and more consistent quarterbacks out of that draft, and of course Todd Gurley. I mean, that that offense is going to be good no matter what. But you say they're not. They're, they're not your pick. They are they are my pick. They are my pick that I would be I would be I, I said I would be least surprised if they didn't make the playoffs I think the Super Bowl because of the injuries. However, with that being said, they're still going to be very good because of their head coaching, because of their offensive powers that they still have that are not injured. I preferably Todd Gurley. I, he has just been incredible catching the ball, rushing. His numbers are not nearly what they were last year in that crazy year he had, but he hasn't had to be that guy. When Jared Goff has now become that guy, it's taken a lot of the pressure off of him, and especially because that defense has been so good. Kansas City has avoided major injury, has probably the best quarterback playing football right now through the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, and their schedule is significantly weaker than it is of the Rams because they play in the AFC West. The Chargers are probably the, the second best team. Oh, hold on. I don't know about that. The NFC West is a lot weaker than the AFC West. Oh, you know what? The, the, the difference is, is that you have to go to Seattle. And yes, the Rams just well, they already did that and won. Uh, and now the fact that Garoppolo is not going to play the rest of the season. How many of their what division games have they played? They've already beaten the Cardinals once, right? And the Cardinals are probably the worst team, one of the worst teams uh, in national football. League. So they're going to get four more wins between the Niners twice, the Cardinals another time, and the uh, and the Seahawks again. I think the Rams are a juggernaut. Like they're, I think fourteen and two, fifteen and one is what you could look at at them. And it's easy to overreact to one game and say, oh well, the Seattle almost beat their defense, or Seattle put up numbers against their defense. You know, it's one game. I, I don't make too much of it. I think Seattle, that was like I said, the classic Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Hey, we're going to show everything, the home field there. I'm not going to make too much of it. I don't know who's on that schedule that they play that's so good. So they've already beaten Minnesota, right? Yep. 
I know they're going to have to play New Orleans and Philly. Philly late in the year. The Bears late in the year in Chicago. I mean, they got a they. I think they could go fourteen and two, thirteen and three, maybe not fifteen Listen, and one. Obviously, the big benchmark is going to be when Kansas City and Los Angeles meet up in mid November. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously going to be the benchmark for these two teams. I don't think that there's a stumble. Uh, there's a place that these these teams stumble. Uh, Kansas City obviously gets a huge test this week against New England, but these two teams are by, by far the best two so teams. So to answer the question, to answer the question. I would probably pick the Chiefs as least likely. I would be – God, I don't even understand the question. No, I understand the question, but I worded it bad. Um, I think the Chiefs are more likely to miss the Super Bowl than the Rams are because, number one, I think there's teams in the AFC – and when I say teams, I mean the Patriots. And I, Well, the Jaguars too. I think it's going to turn into one of those like rock, paper, scissors type of seasons – um, the Patriots will go up. Will actually, I don't even want to say that. I don't know if we're gonna if we're better than the Chiefs, <laughs> but I think the Patriots and the Jaguars are both like you know they're gonna be there at the end. And the other team, Cincinnati, I'm not worried about because be well. You obviously we've seen what's happened with them every time they made the playoffs in Marvin Lewis's yeah. tenure. I mean we know that we know what's going to happen there. And so it's really, I think it's just going to come down to the Chiefs and the Patriots because there's no way Bortles will, eh, I don't want to say no way because he came into Foxborough last year and actually played pretty well. So, I, but it's the Patriots and the Chiefs, Andy Reid, well, the, the Patriots and the Chiefs and Andy Reid is the guy who is going to scare you if you're picking the Chiefs. His clock management, we know he's a good coach, we know he... Is good in the regular season. His offenses are always right up there in the rankings, but you just can't trust that guy in the postseason. Yeah, but the, the difference is here is that you know it's not Alex Smith at quarterback. It's it's a guy. I know that that's is, yeah. That's the uh, that's the case. Electric. I mean, he can win you games. That's we the saw case. that what he did in Mile High uh, a week and a half ago. I mean, that so, game that he played was incredible, and he won that game for Kansas City. I think it'll be easier to answer this question in like a week after we see the Patriots and the Chiefs this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the Patriots, they, they're having, they've they had a lot of primetime games recently. So they had the one against the Lions, the one against the Colts last week, this one. In two weeks, I think they play the Packers. No, 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 they play the Bills in two weeks on Monday night. Then it's the Packers. So this is going to be like their... I don't know. This they're gonna have four primetime games in five weeks. Well, how about Bill Belichick gets uh, a full week and a half to prepare for Pat Mahomes too? Uh, okay. uh, coming off a Thursday night game, then you get the Sunday night game. And- you know, it's it's funny. I've always like those things about when someone's on a Monday night. It's a short week. When you have the long week, it's better coming off a bye. I don't know if those things are actually true. I don't know if those are just like talking head points or not. I, I, th- I think it is true in this respect. Are you because sure? You have a, you have a, co- you have a player that you've yeah. never against. Uh, you get that extra three, four days of, of watching film. That is, I think, especially for a guy like Bill Belichick. I'm not, uh, I'm not buying. I think the Patriots offense is back. I don't trust that defense one bit. Well, it'll be very interesting to see how they handle uh, Mahomes because this offense has been unstoppable. Uh, I don't think we can stop them. We can't. saw what, what he just did to, to the Jags, uh, and that was a defense that was 
you know, you, you saw what they did to, to a Patriots offense that wasn't really what it is at this moment. I mean, you didn't have a Julian Edelman. Uh, yeah. you know, the running game was kind of in flux. Now you kind of have Michelle's been a little better now. Yeah, 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 some sort of semblance of regularity with, with Sonny Michelle and, and the rotation with James White. But you saw what Mahomes did to arguably one of the best defenses, pound for pound, that many people would say in the National Football League. And that was a beatdown the first probably quarter and a half that and they were just dicing them up. The Pats have had historically, not historically, but like in recent years, they've had difficulties against the Chiefs. Uh, that 2014 Monday night game when um, they got murdered and Trent Dilfer went out and said the Patriots aren't good anymore. And Belichick was asked in the post-game interview, are you contemplating making... Well, he said something... They asked him, I think, something like, are you contemplating making a change at the quarterback position? And we know how that went. The Patriots went 12-4 and that year, won the Super Bowl against Seattle. And then last year... The opening night game, when the Patriots were def- uh, the defending champions, raising their banner, that defense got just destroyed by Alex Smith and the Chiefs. So we've had our troubles with them. The it's going to be interesting now with Mahomes thrown in the mix. Uh, it's definitely the must-watch game. We'll see. We'll see what happens, and I think we'll be we'll we'll know a little bit more about the Chiefs next week, and we'll know more about the Patriots too. And listen, the, the moral of the story is is that it's October, too. Yeah. I know they mentioned it. I mean, it is October. Well, so. it is October, but if you're the Patriots and you go 3-3, three and three, I mean, that's not. that's 3-3 that's three three in a bad division, though. They're going they're going to win that division. No, 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 I know. I know. I agree. But, like. And and, and they just seem to turn it up. The goal in Foxborough, come, Massachusetts. The goal in Foxborough, Massachusetts is not to win a division. Right. It's to win the Super Bowl. And that's all that matters. I mean, they get to the playoffs. Not many teams are going to be better than the Patriots. Uh, probably the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. Um, but it's also just November or just October, rather, for teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You could say the same thing about them. This is a team that's been one of the laughing stocks. Yeah, but hold on. The With league. them, we've seen we've seen this. Everybody's like, calm down. They're going to be there in the end. They'll be fine. They, everyone said that with Seattle last year. Seahawks. They have Pete Carroll. They got Russell Wilson. They've won the Super Bowl. They're going to be there in the end. And then they didn't make it. They didn't make the playoffs. They went nine and seven. And with Pittsburgh, I don't know why people are acting surprised that this team is two two and one. Number one, you have an aging quarterback. Number two, you're I don't know. Would you say Bell's more important to that offense than Brown? Yeah, yeah, I think so. so you're because prob- of what he does, he opens the game up for for Brown. Yeah. Okay, so your best all around skilled position player isn't there. The defense. The defense without Shazier has really been horrible. Yeah, I mean, it started towards the end of last year after he had that big injury. Was that it? Was that against the Bengals? He had that injury. That was a yeah. I think it was a, Monday uh, night against time. the Bengals. Yeah. Prime time. Yep. Yeah, and they're playing the Bengals this week, and those you know how those games are. They uh... yeah. <laughs> it's a big game. It's a big game for both teams, but specifically for the Steelers because. The, Do you think yeah, Le'Veon Bell is not coming back this week because they're playing the Bengals? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, I, that whole Le'Veon Bell situation is so bizarre. I mean, and, and you can say what you want about him, but you know, for people that are saying that he's making a selfish decision and that you know this is the wrong thing, and you know, making him out to be the bad guy in this situation, you know, open your eyes for a second. You know, you, you see, you see what happens to a guy like Earl Thomas. You see what happens to these players that are you know not paid what they think they should be paid, and you can turn it right back around and you can say the same thing about the Steelers organization. You know, this is a guy that they have relied on year in and year out, worked him to the ground, 
and he so it goes both but it goes both ways so oh, yeah. the, you brought up the earl thomas situation and i'm not gonna try and advocate for the player advocate for the organization but it's just you got to see both sides for Le'Veon, yeah he doesn't want to risk getting injured and get it and losing his opportunity to make all this money that he's worked hard to make but if you look at the organizational perspective why and let's use Seattle as the example. The whole reason they didn't pay Earl Thomas is because he got is because they were scared yeah. he would get hurt. So they were right and they were smart to not pay him because now they don't have to worry about a long term injured safety in his thirties. You know, right. And the story here is that you have to understand both sides. That's that's what people don't. And we've get. seen this in the NBA in recent years too, like. You know, the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas plays hurt throughout the playoffs. Trade him for Kyrie Irving. The Spurs, or not the Spurs, sorry, uh, Kevin Durant. He doesn't want to be with the Thunder anymore. He goes to the Warriors. Players, Kawhi Leonard gets tired of being with the Spurs. He goes to the, or he demands a trade and he goes to the Raptors. There's no loyalty. It's guys just want to do what's best for them and their career. Now, whether you think that's what's best for them or their career is your opinion. And everyone's entitled to that. But they, their opinion on their career matters more than yours does. And when there's a, there is a lot of money on the line, your entire career on the line potentially. Yeah, but it's not always players. money though. Like Kawhi would have gotten more money if he stayed with the Spurs. No, but, but for guys in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL. The, the, the whole idea of guaranteed money is not what it is. Well, there is in no the guaranteed NFL. money. Yeah, or there yeah, is, yeah, but that, you know, you can be that, cut that at any it time. Is in other sports, so that's the difference here. Is that you know, these guys are playing arguably the most dangerous sport. And it's not fully guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, four major sports. Most dangerous sport, and their money is not guaranteed. Not I understand fully, yeah. where these guys are coming from, and yep. yes, you, you, there, there there are two sides to this argument. But the, the, these organizations are not going away. So <laughs> I no, mean, I actually the Bell situation. I'm actually with both sides on this one, and I know that's a cop out, but I understand why the Steelers don't want to pay him because he's a running back and we know that the shelf life of running backs is generally not that long and I understand why he's holding out because he views himself not as a running back more as an all-purpose type of player who should be paid as like an offensive weapon not a running back a traditional sense well my thing here too is that yes Le'Veon Bell is going to say that yeah I'm coming back the week after the bye but why should anyone believe that he is going to have a significant impact on this team well not right away not right right, away but but even 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 until week 11 even till week 11, I would think you have to have at least a month. At least maybe, a month. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I think obviously not right away. Maybe he'll get it going. But all right, so let's move on. I have a couple things um, about more. Okay, this is a topic that I, I know you love to discuss. It's about head coaches in the NFL huh. and, I, and which ones are in danger of losing their jobs. Now, it's not who you think. Actually, let's do it that way. Who you think should lose their job. So, who are your top three, putting you on the spot, your top three in order power rankings of coaches who should no longer be employed by their team? Well, there's three that I have every year that will always be the head coaches of their team, so I won't include them until the end. But yeah, and, and all down. three, and I know who they are, and all three yeah, of them, yeah. have, all yeah, three of them have won Super Bowls. Right, all three of them are Super Bowl winning coaches, but they shouldn't have jobs. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Okay. Uh, the ones that are surefire gone, uh, one, one Todd Bowles, uh, he will oh. be gone by the end of the year, I think, for the for the New York Jets. Uh, I think especially because they bring in a rookie quarterback. He's a defensive-minded coach 
the defense hasn't been all that terrible under a Todd Bowles uh, kind of rule underneath the New York Jets. I mean, you could cut it as short as this is his fourth season. They're probably going to miss the playoffs. Four right. seasons, there no you playoffs. Go. You got to go. You you know? go. And, and like I was saying, with a new quarterback, you, I would think they would want a more offensive-minded coach in there for a guy like uh, Sam Darnold. But yeah. that's my number one. Number okay. two, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. There. That, that Sunday night game was abysmal. I think it, I think if the Texans lose that game, he is no longer the coach. Or if I they really lost do. that, or if they lost that one to the Colts. Or, or if they lose before. to the Colts, yeah. When they should have, that game should have been a tie, or they should have lost. Uh, but Bill O'Brien has been absolutely horrible as the head coach of the of the Texans. Uh, what one one uh, appearance in the playoffs? Two? One no, two it's two. It's two. It's two. But they haven't won. No, they won a they won a playoff game. Remember they played the Raiders and it was Connor Cook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When he got hurt, that was the good. When Carr got hurt, had a great yeah. year that season, and then uh, Carr went down with the injury, the knee injury. Um, but yes, but yeah, that I mean, and they've always had issues at quarterback, so that's also been a problem. But now you have a guy, Deshaun Watson, that looked very good uh, on uh, Sunday night. Did get beat up a bunch. Did he? The thing, is, the thing is, you have one of the most athletic quarterbacks. In, in the game right now, I, I that is you can't argue that even with the knee injury, the ACL from last year, he finally looked like he was moving around a good bit uh, on Sunday night. Yeah, until he got first popped. And goal, first and goal like from the one times. yard line, and you're running out of the shotgun. The shotgun, yeah. Why? Why, Bill O'Brien? Why? You know why? Because he's a terrible coach, and he's gone, gone by the end of the season without a doubt. And then the third guy for me also was coaching in that game. And Jason Garrett. I want to talk about a guy that has had way too much leeway, too much of a long leash. He and Marvin Lewis are my top two for that for that, uh, for that that uh, honor because this guy has been there for way too long. And you and I have talked about this before. He is the, he's the ultimate puppet for Jerry Jones. I think that the puppet master, though, is losing his, uh, his patience with this one. So and, um, the funny thing for Garrett is – so his first full season was the, I believe it was the 2011 season, and those first three seasons, his se- the Cowboys season all ended the same way, right? It was, you played your division rival, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Eagles, and the winner would, yeah, like the, it was a winner-take-all for the division, yep. and... And to make the playoffs. And his team lost, his Cowboys team lost all three of those. So then, I don't know why they didn't fire him after the year they lost to the Eagles, to be honest. But they stuck with him for another year. I think they gave him one more shot. And they were good that year. They made the playoffs. That was when the offensive line was really good. DeMarco Murray had that big year. Romo was obviously great. Des Bryant. And they made the playoffs. Beat the Lions. Lost that game to Green Bay. The controversial, oh, did Bryant catch it or not? Okay. Garrett, I, I don't know if he redeemed himself because he of gets the, another year though he, he gets, gets another year out of that right but then the next year yeah. romo gets hurt they go four and 12 so then there's no real blame on him he didn't have a quarterback i mean you could blame him for you could blame him for being four and 12 because that's a bad record and say maybe you could still have won games without romo but that's neither here nor there they get the fourth pick in the draft get zeke jerry thinks that okay that was just a fluke year romo was hurt Let's get Zeke. Let's run this back. DeMarco. They didn't even have DeMarco that year, did they? I think he was with the Eagles that year. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we get Zeke. We'll have him be our new Murray. We still have a good offensive line. Dez is there. And then Romo gets hurt. Enter Dak. They they went 13-3 that year, losing the playoffs to Rodgers and the Packers. Gets another year. Last year, they're garbage, right? And they're not garbage. What did they go, like 8-8, 9-7? 
Good, they, they weren't good. Zeke had that six-game suspension. Okay, gets one more year. If he misses the playoffs this year in this trash division where yeah. uh, I think Washington's 2-2 two and two right now is the leader, yeah. No one's what, over 500. If, you don't, if he can't make the playoffs this year, he's got to go, especially with Dak now eligible for the contract extension. Jerry Jones has got to make his decisions. Are you going to go with Garrett? Are you going to go with Dak? Well, are you going to go with both? Because I don't think you'd go with both for a second straight year or a third straight year at that point. So we'll see if they make the playoffs. I mean, if he makes the playoffs, even if he does make the playoffs, though, like... Hey, what if he makes the playoffs in 7-9? I mean, does, should he, should, oh, should he get rewarded bad. for an under 500 season and make the playoffs? Um, I mean, you uh, could say the same thing about a coach uh, like uh, Ron Rivera. They, the, the Panthers made the, the playoffs at 7-9. and nine, I Yeah, think but they had made it the year before, but, too. But, so. right, but right, there was a sense of... There was a sense of, uh, of an incline in that organization, and, and deservingly so, he kept the job. Whether he deserves the job still or not, though, is neither here nor there. But at the time, that's what the difference is here. And that's just why it's so perplexing that Jason Garrett has kind of survived year after year. Kind of him, Hugh Jackson, and... Uh, so, yeah, Jackson was the one guy you didn't say. Right. And, 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 I, do, and I, I know that you probably are one of the guys that would think Hugh Jackson is gone by the end of the year. I don't think he's going to. I really don't. I don't... I, what, what, he literally won a game in overtime, and there was what two seconds left, and he held up two. He didn't. Oh, he what, didn't know the game was over. You, did he? What led you to believe that he's gone after he, they have lost all those games for all those years, and he's still the head coach? And if the and if the and if the Browns win more than five, maybe six games in this season, what? Why would he not be the coach next year? Because they why? should win more. Like they they're good. Like actually no, they're not good. They have good talent. Like, I think Baker's the best quarter rookie in that draft. Maybe, I think, well, I thought Jackson was going to be the best one. Well, we haven't seen him yet, so we'll see. Maybe not, because the Ravens have no idea what they're doing with him, bringing them out for these third downs to get a first. Like, what the hell are yeah. you doing? So, I think Baker is actually really good. The running game, like, why is he not playing Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb's a good running back. Well, I mean, Carlos Hyde's had a good year. I mean, okay. they bring in a big name like that, of course. Big, Carlos Hyde's a big name, though? Uh, big name in the running back position. Oh, I mean, it's a, the running back position is a please. thin position. It's a thin, it's a thin position if you think about please. it. Please, you can get you can get running backs anywhere. Carlos Hyde, big name. But Carlos, Carlos Hyde is like kind of the leader of those, you know, average running backs. I would say because you have your upper echelon guys. Congrats, congrats, like, Carlos Hyde. Like your Zeke, like your uh, Todd Gurley. You know, even if you want to put David Johnson in there. No, you know, I don't. Have, I don't. I don't. I mean, that, we could do a whole thing on how how the everyone in the uh, Cardinals organization should be gone, but that's again neither here nor there. I mean, how real quick on the Cardinals, like how you have a guy, oh, no. you have probably one of the best ever at the wide receiver position in Larry Fitzgerald, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame without a doubt wide receiver. How is this guy not getting the ball more than he is for rookie quarterbacks that are playing week in and week out? If I, if I am Steve Wilkes, who, first-year coach, probably trying to figure out things himself, Larry Fitzgerald should be getting the ball more than Christian Kirk is. Larry Fitzgerald should be mm-hmm. getting the ball more than, uh, you know, Joe Schmo coming off the bench for his second game of the year. I mean, this guy has been the security blanket for quarterbacks in Arizona. How old is he now? Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer almost exclusively threw to Larry Fitzgerald year in and year out. And they won nine, ten games. Because Larry Fitzgerald's a good wide receiver. I don't know why. I don't know why he's been so insistent on staying there. 
I, mean, I guess he loves it. Is it like Stockholm syndrome? I mean, I, I don't mean, know. He's just—he's a different kind of player, though. I mean, he's not—you know—your know. typical wide receiver. You know, your your Des Bryant's, your Michael Irvin's. He's kind of like a Jerry Rice type. And even Jerry Rice left. Well, he left. Uh, but at least Jerry Rice was winning, right? Yeah. No, but the, but he could say the Cardinals were winning for a while. Under, <sighs> under Carson Palmer. I mean, they, yeah, were, yeah, they I mean, were winning for a while. This is really the first year that the Cardinals are abysmal. Well, Last year, yes, too. Actually, but, hold on. How many years did they even make the playoffs with Palmer? Was it just one? Uh, no, it was that, two. It was two. They, what was the what was the year where Fitzgerald had that crazy catch against the uh, – in that game against Green Bay? That was 15, but then 14 yeah. – 14, they made the playoffs, and they lost to that Carolina team. Carolina, but that, yeah. but Carolina. I think what happened was Palmer got hurt, and then Stanton, Drew Stanton got hurt. Drew Stanton played in that Carolina game. No, sure. no, no, no. I think it was like Lindley or something. I don't I don't remember 100%. Well, Carson Palmer was hurt every year. That's the problem. Too. Yeah. It was somebody I mean, who those were, those were decent teams. Those were not bad teams. Defense was good. You had, you know, you had the top wide receiver. You had a good running back. You had a serviceable quarterback that if he just stayed healthy, I mean, Carson Palmer had started some of those seasons on fire. And then, you know, he'd get All right, back. well, this is irrelevant. It's just, it's just, this is irrelevant. To me that these teams are coached by these coaches that are incompetent. So, incompetent. All right. Yeah, we can, we can go all day on that. And, I think there's like the maybe, there's maybe like the six coaches who you would consider good. Too. So, That's all right. The new thing I've seen is, you know, te- teams going for it on fourth down or not going for it. And it's the new thing is becoming we are criticizing the decision based off of the result. And honestly, I think that's so dumb because you can't like that's 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 hindsight 2020 Monday morning quarterback, all of that stuff. I, I think you need to be able to assess the situation and say at the time, this is what they did. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like just because it didn't work out doesn't mean it was the bad decision. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and that all depends on where you're at in the field, what time of the game it is, what's the score, obviously. The, the decision made, and I, and I think the one that we can really go back to, is the McVay decision uh, this past Sunday. That was not a good decision at all. Oh, you don't think so? Honestly, terrible decision. Yes, because if they don't pick up the fourth and one on the sneak, which every team should sneak on fourth down and one. I don't care where you're at. You should do that because how many times have we seen a quarterback just get low and get the yard? It happens. Well, then why are you saying it wasn't good? Because at the time of the game, where they were on the field, they basically don't – if they don't get that, they lose. But they literally only have to move like an inch. Right. But but it, there are chances where it doesn't work out. And I don't, I don't think the risk there outweighs – So the thing about that for me is the game. I think McVay just outcoached Carroll there. When he had the punting unit on and then Seattle called the timeout and McVay m- – comes back with the offense out. I think he really... And the Seahawks don't have a timeout. They don't have the time... Yeah, they don't have the timeout. I think he... Yeah, they can't adjust. I think he kind of just psyched them out there and they weren't expecting that or they weren't prepared for it. And McVay knew that they wouldn't have been prepared for that. And that's why they went. They had the inch. He trusted the offense. And maybe he didn't trust the defense. 
to stop right. the I mean, Seattle I mean, team. Yeah, I mean, they, they were, were getting beat up pretty good in that game. Yeah, they were walking down the field whenever they wanted all game. So he's like, I have a much better chance of ending it this way than with the defense. Well, listen, you know, that's also the luxury of being 4-0 in the season. Yeah. You know, and playing with kind of that, you know, okay, we're 4-0, let's just go for the win. And well, do you think, you know, going back to Garrett, should he have gone for it with Dak yes. on that fourth and one? Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, because that's a, that's the total opposite side. Well, they were closer. And they were close, closer on the field. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to – you're in overtime, right? Yep. So, I mean, you, you have a team that has struggled uh, in a division race that's going to be putrid all year. Um, you know, if, if you if you don't get it, then you don't get it, and you lose. And what's the deal there? I mean, or, or you don't get it, and you have to trust your defense to stop them from getting into field goal range. Uh, but if you get it, you know, you see yourself as a team that's over 500 rather than a team that's uh, – or at 500 rather than a team that's under 500 and has really struggled. Uh, when the defense has played well, the offense has played terrible. When the offense has played well, the defense has played terrible. There's just no – sense of uh, consistency on that team. And that's a, that was a decision that I, I questioned because where they were on the field, the time of the game, in overtime, you know, you, you kind of see coaches get a little bit looser in overtime, almost to a fault, uh, like you see with Frank Wright in, uh, in uh, Indianapolis two weeks ago. But that was a bad decision. And you're right, though. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't judge the decision based on the outcome. Because just because you make it on a fourth down – doesn't make it the right call. But you can always judge, like, the actual play call and stuff like that. That's that a different too. thing. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That too, yes. But the decision is not – doesn't correlate with success yeah. based on if it turns out correct or not. Like, the Steelers uh, last year – and I don't want to – I keep going in last year and stuff like – and years before. I want to make this quicker. But real quick, the Steelers last year when they were in the playoffs against Jacksonville, they were, they were they had a fourth and one. And I remember the play call was, let's throw it back like a 1,000 yards to Le'Veon Bell and have him try and get this one yard as opposed to just having him run up, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, my next thing is I just wanted to go through each division like real quickly and just see if we – who we think is going to win – the division. We'll say, we won't spend too much time because, you know, that's a long thing to do. Um, yeah. If we both agree, we'll just move on. AFC East, Patriots, right? Yeah, there's no other team that can challenge them in that division. So then the AFC North, I like the Bengals to win it. Uh, you know, I, I, I do like the Bengals, but I think that that's going to be a very close race down the stretch. Yeah. I've talked about I wouldn't be surprised if any four of them won it. Actually, I'd be surprised if Cleveland won it. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Steelers or Cleveland won at this point. Uh, and the Ravens did not look good this week, by the way. Uh, I think the, the Bengals have really the been the only team that have been able to score and kind of win these games. Uh, even when they shouldn't have won, they, I don't think they should have won this past week either. Uh, but... Yeah, we, we know the story. The Bengals have won the division before with Dalton and Lewis. They've, they've done this before. We know what they're capable of, and we know what they're not capable of, and they're not capable of winning the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Joe Mixon's a good running back. He's back. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dalton doesn't have to rely on throwing the ball 40 times a game anymore. A.J. Green's uh, been got, good this season. A.J. Green's been good. Uh, you do lose your tight end uh, in Tyler Eifert, but they do have uh, they do have other options now. Tyler and Atkins. I think yeah. right now Atkins is tied for first in sacks with the Watt brothers. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's they're, what it is. They're, you know what? That's a team that hasn't changed much. That's the thing. Yeah. The stabi- years, they haven't really changed. And that stability means so much in September because with the NFL now, like you have so much roster turnover year after year after year. So when you have the same head coach, the same quarterback for a long period of time, it's beneficial when you come into these OTAs and training camp. And, yeah. Okay. So AFC South, I would probably pick Jacksonville. I mean, they, yeah, lost, like, they lost to an undefeated team at home who has an incredible home field advantage. I'm not going to overreact to that one Casey loss. And you know what? I'm going to say the same thing about Tennessee. I'm not going to overreact to the loss for Tennessee and Buffalo. I, I know it's Buffalo. I know the Titans only scored 12 points, no offensive touchdowns. But Tennessee, with Mariota appearing to be healthy, I like what they have. I feel like they there. just play up or down to the level of their opponent. That's they what they do, are. But but they find ways to win some of those games. Yeah, too. they do. And I, I do think that nine wins is all it's going to take to win the AFC South yeah. this year. Okay, and I so think the Titans can get to nine. The West, I mean, that's going to be the Chiefs with Mahomes and Reed there, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that offense is too prolific. So then yep. the NFC East, even yeah. though they're struggling, I'm going to go with the Eagles because I think – I, I well now they got a Jaya hurt and they got to replace him and fix something at the running back because your top two running backs from last year you know Jaya towards ACL it was ACL right yep towards ACL and Legarrette Blunt's on the Lions now you got to um you got to find a running back maybe they get one off a trade like they got a Jaya last year from Miami but I don't know I just think this team has had a lot of injuries they're to start the year with Jeffrey and Wentz and they're just Coming together slowly and slowly. That Minnesota game was a tough one. That one, I can't remember the defensive lineman who picked off of Wentz's name on Minnesota, but they didn't look good. They, I mean, they did score a garbage time, not a garbage time touchdown, but you know, one towards the end there. If they had gotten that onside kick, it would have been relevant. But yeah, I just think this team has the Super Bowl swagger still. I think they think that they will get it all together at some point. Wentz is still coming back from injury, getting rid of some of the rust, and the rest of the division doesn't – I don't think any of those teams are good. So by default, I guess I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, and, and I I am not sold on the Eagles at all. I, there just seems to be something going on there. It just doesn't seem to be right. Uh, you know, arguably – Well, it's October. Team, what's that? It's October. Right, it is. And you can also say that this team should be 0-4. I mean, the Falcons were on, what, the five-yard line in the first game of the season, couldn't score. Uh, the Colts had that game. Uh, they were up in that game, most of that game, the game that the Eagles came back and won. And both of those games were at home. Uh, so I think if those games are on the road uh, and uh, the Eagles uh, are down in those games, I think they lose, especially the Falcon game. Uh, so I, 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 don't, I, I do not think that the Eagles will, will win the division. Because they just there just seems to be something wrong. I don't know if it's Wentz hasn't completely recovered from the injury. I don't know if there's just some sort of something going on in the locker room. Okay. Uh, there were talks today that I saw that they may be looking to bring in LaShawn McCoy. From oh, bring him back. They're trying to bring him back. I do think that would be a great decision that the Eagles could do. Uh, obviously, McCoy loved playing. In Philadelphia, he's very good for the Eagles. I still still think he has plenty in the tank left. I just think he plays on a terrible team. Is he thirty yet? I think he is thirty. Yeah, I think okay. he's thirty. But he still he still has been he's still showing he can still play pretty well. And especially now, Noah Jai, uh, Corey Clement has been injured most of this season. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, uh, not kind of your every down back. 
I think they, I do think they need to bring somebody in, and uh, initially the talks were Le'Veon Bell, but I, that that's not going to happen. Mm. I like the Redskins, I do, and I don't. I know that they looked horrible Monday night against uh, against the Saints, but the Saints are tough to play in the Superdome. That was a special night for Drew Brees. Uh, I just think does anyone would, care about that passing yards record? Like, isn't Aaron Rodgers just going to break that record in like five years? <laughs> I, mean, I was like, the same thing watching it too. I mean, I remember when it was a big deal for Peyton Manning, and then you know it's just been broken. The Brees did in like what two years? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a big deal. I mean, he's also yeah. going for 500 total touchdowns. Yeah. That, I think, is a bigger deal than the, than the yardage. I do think that the total touchdowns is more important. But uh, obviously, you know, Friday, uh, Monday night, that the, the atmosphere in the Superdome. Rodgers is going to break those records, and then we're just uh, – Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not overreacting about the Redskins quite yet. Um, I do like that they have – a little bit of a running back duo between Peterson and Thompson. They're both a little bit banged up. And I do think Alex Smith will be able to start getting back into the swing of things. Uh, he has looked pretty good, except for uh, Monday night against uh, the Saints. But I think the Redskins are the only team in that division that has a chance to potentially be over 500 by the end of the Jeez. season. Really do. The Giants are a mess. The Cowboys, no, not very good. And the Giants, and you, and I, you told me uh, earlier today, the Giants are a 60 yard field goal away from being a game back. Yeah, that's a sign when, That's a sign that your season's not going to go place. well. That's a sign. Well, that that's a sign to have how bad that division is, too. Yeah. All right, so the North, you know, Chicago's 3 and 1, leading it right now. I just feel like yeah, until I see it, I want to say Chicago so bad because, you know, I really believe in that defense. I, I like that defense before they even got Mac. Like, they had Trevathan, Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd. I, I, I like the players they had on that defense. And then Mac's obviously a deal breaker that Gruden stupidly traded to, trade to. So the thing with the, the North is I just – until I see it, I, I have to go with Rodgers. And – I know he's not won that division every year. There was that one year in 2015 where the Vikings actually won that division. While, and I know the Vikings won it last year too, but Rodgers was hurt last year. I don't know. Like, I don't think the Packers are very good. I think they have like one good player and nobody else. Clay Matthews, he hasn't been really a dominant pass rusher for a couple of years now. You can say what you want about. A lot of injuries on offense too. A lot of injuries on offense. They don't have a single receiver that I think is, like, scary. I think Rodgers kind of makes uh, these guys. What, Devontae Adams good receiver. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll see what he would have been like without Rodgers, but. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't actually like the Packers. I don't really think they're that good. I think ro- their roster is actually pretty crap, to be honest with you. And Rodgers makes up for so much of uh, the inefficiencies they have. I, I just think that that first game for the Bears... Was a gut punch. Yeah, that first game for the Bears, if they win that game, and they're 4-0 right now, you know, two games up on everyone in the division, I think that we're looking at a totally different dichotomy about this division than we are right yeah, now. Yeah, because then the Packers, they're what, 1-3-1? One, 1-3-1, and one? One, three and one, yeah. And then and they, the thing is, it's not even... It's that mental hump. Like, the Packers always beat up on the Bears. Right. And right. you got to get over that mental hump at some point. Now, maybe they will in the next time they play. I'm not sure when that is exactly, but we'll see. We'll see. So are, are we out on the Vikings? No, I'm actually going to pick the Vikings to win oh. the division 
because I like how they, they had a kind of a get-right game against Philadelphia on defense. On defense. They got rid of the uh, – not got rid of, but they, they gave up that late score. But before that, they were they were playing a fantastic game Why was – why was – what's his name? Oh, I'm blank. Oh, Keenan Allen. Why was he, like, ranked a higher receiver than Thielen? I was like – I mean – Thielen was a top three receiver last year with Beckham yeah. injured. It was him, Jones, and Brown. And well, and how about that? I mean, we're talking about teams that have that are completely depleted on on offense in the wide receiver position. Now you have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. That's why I think they'll win some of these games that they don't play very well on on defense because you have two kind of game breaking wide receivers out on the edge, um, and then even throwing a kind of nice complimentary guy in uh, Laquan Treadmill, Treadwell too. Treadmill. Um, Treadmill. Treadmill. LeCron Treadwell uh, out on the edge, too, as well. Their only problem on offense is obviously the run game. Uh, they cannot run the ball at all. Uh, it's just so much so that it's kind of, you know, why even try? I think their leading rusher coming into this week uh, hasn't even had broken 100 yards this season. Uh, and I think their third leading rusher is Stephon Diggs, oh. which is just crazy. Uh, so, I mean, that's uh, when they get down and cook back and he's. He's at 100%. Maybe that will, you know, kind of jumpstart the run game. But I like the Vikings because they have probably the second-best quarterback in the division that's not injured. Uh, I, I still think that Aaron Rodgers is still pretty significantly injured. Uh, and they have far more weapons on offense than any other team in the division. Uh, you know, the Bears' offense, you know, you have the two running backs. You have, uh, you know, you have – some good receivers out and Allen and Allen Robinson and he brought in Trey Burton and tight end. But I like the Vikings. I know that they have struggled throughout the first five games of the season, but again, it's only October and this team knows what it needs to do to win. Uh, and their quarterback is better than it was last year. And they keep most of their players from last year, uh, from the team that, that was basically one game away from the Super Bowl. Okay. So the South, there's Carolina and there's New Orleans. No one else is really going to be there. I think New Orleans is just much better than them offensively. They have more weapons, and I, I just think the Saints are better. I yeah. I, I I think both I think both teams we see them make the playoffs. I just think the Saints have are much more multi-dimensional on offense. I think Carolina gets there though in the, into the playoffs. We'll see what happens when they play each other. But I don't really like their weapons. I mean McCaffrey's been good, but. You know, your only real top receiver is Funches, and if he's your number one receiver, I mean, how good are you? How good are you? The defense, Keekly, I mean, he's had so many concussions. He's just he could be out for the rest of the season next week. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he's well, we've seen him get hurt a lot, and you know, he makes or breaks that defense, and yeah, he's not really. Yeah, that defense rely on. goes as he goes. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's good for that defense, though, is they're going to get Thomas Davis back from suspension uh, coming up shortly, too. So that's going to yeah. be an added... But how old is... Is he, defense. like, 40? Like No, he's, 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 he's up there, but, man, that, that guy can still play. And, and you know, that... Okay. Along with Luke Kuechly, they haven't played a whole lot together, too. And that's something to consider as well. Those two guys have not played very much together well, over the last... Well, if they can make 63-yarders every game, maybe they'll be... Yeah, better. Graham Gano, man. Uh, you know, that's, that's an X factor. Especially with how bad the kicking has been this season. You know, you have a guy that can hit that under pressure in a big game for them. So... Uh, that's a big one. All right, and the West, I mean, with Garoppolo out for the year, 
there's really nobody who can challenge the Rams. No, I mean, no, Seattle no gave them their best effort last week, and they still lost. You know, yeah. they gave them their best effort when their two top receivers were injured, and they still lost at home. I mean, that, it, it, we don't even need to talk about it. the Rams are winning that division. Okay, yeah. so I'm we're at we're almost at an hour, and I want to wrap up. But like before we wrap up, quickly do an MVP poll. I think. Not like rankings, but who's in the mix? Obviously, Mahomes, Goff, Breeze, Khalil Mack. Anyone else? Uh, I mean, uh, maybe Gurley. I maybe mean, one of those Gurley, Yeah, uh, but his numbers are not where they need to be right now for a running back to be in the mix. Yeah, I do think that he might be in the mix at the end of the season because they're going to be so good, and they could potentially have one, two losses on the season when all is said and done. Yeah. Um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers comes back over the last, you know, nine, ten games of the season and starts playing lights out sure. and takes the Packers to the division title and, you know, there's the speculation of, you know, sure. what's going on with his knee, you know, he played so well injured. He's the one guy that's on the outside looking in that I could say. What about you know, Tom Brady? Tom Brady could do the same. Yeah, but you know what? Tom Brady is no, not. No, I know. They, it's it's like that. They don't like the to give him the award. Anymore. Yeah. No, no, and 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 you know that's a team I don't think can. You know, maybe they will get. They probably get the ten wins, but I think. It, no, it I think. For, I think it's. I think Mahomes is in the chief. I think if the Chiefs, the Chiefs are probably going to get the first seed in the AFC, and you'd have to give it to Mahomes or, yeah. or somebody on the Rams or maybe Breeze, Mac. I think. Mac, it would be pretty hard because that Bears team would have to win a lot of games, and it's hard for the defensive players to win it. I would go yeah. with – I think it'll be Mahomes. All right. Um, the last thing I was going to ask is – so, you know, the NFL is different than a sport uh, – a league like the NBA, where the NBA, we kind of know who's going to be the good teams every year. So we know that the Warriors are going to contend for a title, and they're obviously the favorites, and they'll be there in the end. We know the Rockets will be good, the Celtics, the Raptors, if Kawhi stays healthy – Sixers probably, and then the Lakers now that they have LeBron. We know what teams are going to be good generally year to year. There's a couple surprise teams, but there's very rarely like surprise teams in the NBA that are title contenders. In the NFL, we see shift all the time. New division winners every year. Like last year, the four division winners, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, and the Rams, none of those teams made won their division the year before. None of those teams made the playoffs the year before. In fact, of the six teams that made the playoffs in the NFC last year, the only one who had made it the year before was the Atlanta Falcons. So NFL, there's a lot of parity and there's a lot of shifting and nothing's set in stone in the NFL. The only thing we've really had on a year-to-year basis with the NFL is the last 15 plus year, 15 around 15 years, is you know the Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the institution. They're a Super Bowl contender year year in year out. You, you can say eh, they missed the playoffs 13 and 12. Yeah. Uh, Patriots. What? Alright, just the Patriots. You wanna make you happy. Well, I mean it's not about making me happy. It's just true. They've been good for a long period of time. You can hate them or not hate them, but they have been a title contender year in, year out. I mean, there was that one year in 09 when they went ten and six and they weren't that good. I didn't think they were that good, and then Welker got hurt uh towards the end there. But so the point I was trying to make is the NFL, we the one thing we do know about the NFL year in year out is there's going to be surprises, there's going to be shakeups, there's going to be teams coming up out of nowhere that we might not have expected. So 
I'm gonna ask, what is the biggest surprise of the year? It doesn't. It could be a pleasant surprise, like a team has achieved more than you would have expected, or the other way, a team has disappointed uh, much more than you thought. Um, you go first, because my answer is kind of weird. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the Bears are obviously a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, you know, being at three and one atop the division uh, could be four and zero, oh, and you know, you start to see that Mitch Trubisky maybe is the guy that they should have traded up for and that defense can carry them. We'll see. Um, you know, something I'm not surprised about that I think probably people are, are surprised about is how bad the Raiders are and how bad Green No, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. There. People I mean, are surprised I about think, that? I think people were expecting him to come in there and be able to win with, with Derek Carr and Amari Cooper right. and Marshawn Lynch. I, I wasn't one of those people. But he, won a div- he won a Super Bowl with the defense he inherited, and then he was his record as a head coach was pretty mediocre after that. Then he went to the Monday night booth for, what was it, I think nine years, yep. and didn't say anything really insightful on Spider two one the now. yeah you just kind of said a bunch of cliches i mean i learned from uh listening to romo and collinsworth those guys are great but i never felt like i was really learning that much from gruden and then he goes to the raiders trades his best defensive player probably the best non i mean you could argue Khalil max is the best non-quarterback in the league yeah um for a football player and he trades him, and you expect that team's going to be good. I mean, I don't know why people thought that. So you would say, so your answer was what the um, so my, the Bears. So my answer, my answer as the biggest surprise for me on the season has to be the Atlanta Falcons because especially watching oh, them I'm not play, by that. especially watching them play. I mean, they're I think they are third in the NFC in points scored, and they are one in four. Matt Ryan's having probably one of his better seasons of his career, uh, statistically. I know. And, and they are in last place. Well, the defense has uh, had the injuries. How bad their defense is. Well, they've, their had, they've had injuries. Keanu Neal and Deion Jones. And yeah, but I don't want to hear that. When, when you're scoring, when you're scoring, right. I think, like I said, I think they're third in the league in scoring. Third right. total in the, in the NFC in, in, in the conference in scoring. Look, the only position that's really like the excuse for Oh, we're losing all of these games. Our season's quarterback. gone. Yeah, if you lose the quarter, and even then, is it because the Eagles? We've seen what we saw what they did, but I think that's because they're a team who didn't pay their quarterback that much money because once is on the rookie year, so they have a lot of talent elsewhere. If you lose a quarterback making like thirty million a year, well, then you're not going to be in good shape. And, and just, just, just listen to this: the Panthers, for for a reference, in the NFC South, the Panthers have scored uh, a little over hundred points, hundred and four points on the season. The Falcons, over thirty points more on the season. And they three all game difference. Yeah. Three. It's just and, and and no team no team in the North has scored 130 points, uh, and only one team in the West has scored 130 points, and that's the Rams. And no team in the NFC East has scored 130 points at all. So that that just shows you that the Falcons should not be one and four. They, there's there's no excuse. Yeah. They're able to score points. They have to be able to stop. And I think that's what it falls on on Dan Quinn. It falls on the coaching staff. This has been a team that's never had a good defense. Last year, their defense was better. Hey, it, was, it was all right. Good. It was all right. I wouldn't say it was good, I mean, but it was good. But, was... but, but they, they've been spending their money, they've been spending their draft assets on defense. Before this year, they I mean, they drafted Calvin Ridley. But, no, I'm with you. Know, you. Dr- Deion Jones and uh, Neil, they're good, but like. 
You, you can't just blame it all on those two guys being out, you know? You still have Vic Beasley. You still, you still have Vic Beasley. Have, you, know, you still have guys on defense that are competent defense, defensive players. McKinley and Jarrett. I know those guys have missed a game here or there, but it's not like they've been out the whole time. The bottom line is when you score that many points, you should not be losing these games. You so, shouldn't lose the Bengals 37-36 uh, at, at home. So my, um, my surprise, biggest surprise – is that I don't think there's actually been that big of a surprise. Like, I'm just going through each division looking for which team I'm surprised by. Patriots, uh, it looks like they're just going to run away with that division and the other teams are going to suck like always. The North, I thought that the Bengals would be good. Um, you know, I, this is... I did tweet... No, I tweeted this, I think, my prediction. So I do have a hit record for this. That I thought the Bengals would win the division. So, and then, you know, the Ravens, or the Steelers, I expected them to struggle a little bit. I think I did have them making the playoffs as a wild card. Um, but I, you know, without Bell, obviously they're going to struggle a little bit, and we'll see what happens when he comes back. And then the AFC South, the Texans was my pick there, but, you know, maybe they can get it together. Probably not, though, because of O'Brien. I mean, I was never a big O'Brien guy. The West, I like I said, the thing about Gruden. This all sounds kind of dumb because it sounds like I'm talking in hindsight. And maybe if we had this podcast like earlier, then I could reflect on that and maybe make sense. It'll make it would make more sense. I guess the biggest to me, if I had to pick something, would be the Eagles. But I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to because the division is bad. It gives them some time to get it together. I'm a little surprised they're two and three, but I think you know it's been some rust for Wentz and injuries jeffrey was hurt to start the year and I, I think they'd be fine but a lot of these things like when the bears got mac i mean i thought they would be good defensively i mean i'm not breaking any news there um the packers you know we see what their roster's like without rogers last year when he got injured not that surprised that it's not some great team with him because he's he's, he's still only one guy he's a great he's top two quarterback but he can only do so much so um and then the West, obviously the Rams. Everybody thought they would be good. The 49ers, you know, I thought I thought they were a year away because I didn't really like their skill position guys. Uh, Goodwin was their best guy, but now it's um, well, now we just won't know because Garoppolo's out. And then I don't know. Yeah, I mean the Falcon. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think there's been a huge surprise like that. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe we've just become accustomed to it and we know like we can't expect the same teams year in, year out. We'll see. I mean, we will see, but I don't think anything has happened this year that we'd be 100% shocked by. Like, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl last year. I don't think anyone saw that, you know? No. I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you. Would you think that every one of the top quarterbacks drafted in the first round would be playing by week five? Um, well, Bridgewater isn't. I mean, not Bridgewater. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. Why did I say? Played. He hasn't started. Oh, played. played. I don't know yeah. why I said Bridgewater. Maybe because they were both the last pick in their draft. Um, Jackson. Um, yeah, he's played. I mean, they use him wrong. They I, well, they don't. I don't want to say it's wrong, but they like. I don't even understand why they use him like that. Put it, put it this way: Would you would you have thought by this time in the season that all of those quarterbacks would have played? Significant stats, yeah, man. no, 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 I would have because – no, I, I I think I would have because Jackson – maybe not Baker because Darnold, Darnold obviously started right away. I right. couldn't count on Sam Bradford's health, so I think Rosen was going to come in at some point. It turned out Sam, uh, Sam Bradford just sucked. And then the Bills started Peterman, so it was only a matter of time before they went to Allen. So Baker's the one um, 
and it took a Tyrod Taylor injury to start playing Baker. I don't know if they would have played him if Taylor didn't get hurt in that Jets game. Um, so I guess I'm a little surprised, yeah. And then Jackson, I wouldn't have. I don't think we'll see him starting at quarterback at all this year. I think this is the last year of Flacco, and then it'll kind of be like that uh, that Chiefs season, how they went from Alex Smith to Mahomes. But yeah, yeah. All right. I don't think I don't think, uh, think Lamar Jackson is going to have a Pat Mahomes season the next year. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying in terms of like. Right, right, right. You right, get rid right. of the established quarterback who's been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when you have these guys, these quarterbacks on their rookie deals, you start, you have to take advantage of it. Right. No, that's the big thing. You've been saying that for uh, for years now. That's that's the best way to, to play the game at this point. Oh, this just oh, – we got to – we're already at an hour, but I just wanted to say this real quickly because we you brought up Mahomes sitting out a year. Do you think that's beneficial? Because – I've gone back and forth on this so many times. I've come the other. I've come the way of saying it's not beneficial. I think Mahomes probably should have started around like week seven or eight last year. And then people are saying, oh, he wouldn't have been like this if um, he had played last year. I don't. I don't. I think that's crap. Like he was going to be good no matter what. Like if you're going to be good, you're going to be good no matter what. You know. Uh, you know what? He, I think he would have been talented. Oh, great. If you're going to be great, you're going to – and he's been great so far. You're going to be great no matter what. Sometimes yeah, good I, players, I it's a system, whatever. Yeah, you know what? I, right I place, don't, right coaching, infrastructure. I don't think I agree with the fact that, you know, he should have played last year, you know, because you have Alex Smith in that last year. And, you know, but I think had, they could have been better with him instead of maybe, Alex Smith. Maybe they could have. They might have like they are now. Time. I mean – But they are now. But I think – Because it used to be – it used to be – it used to be like these offenses from college and the pros were so much different, and it took time to get accustomed to the NFL game. But now a lot of these uh, college-style offenses are in the NFL now. Especially and, the Chiefs. Yeah, Especially. and the learning curve I don't think is as steep, and you get better from getting reps. And well, I also think that this speaks on the genius of, of Andy Reid, too. You know, Ooh. he has a full year to kind of comb him into the quarterback he wants him to be for this season. Yeah. And, I don't know. I think we should have seen him. Behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on on the sidelines. You don't know what's going on in those practices. I mean, everyone's been saying he was much better than Alex Smith all of last year. I, I mean, think I I've read some stories like that. I don't remember that either. Either. I mean, this guy is, is a very talented quarterback, far more athletic than, than Alex Smith is, far bigger arm than Alex Smith. I don't – I mean – like you said, all the time. Twenty twenty hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah. I, I don't think it was the worst decision to, to keep him from playing from that year. Yeah. Uh, for, okay. for for multiple different reasons. One being injury, you know, a young quarterback. Well, well that can happen ever. That can happen anytime. Like that's not a reason. Yeah. When you have a quarterback that's competent, you know, you don't want to lose your uh, your uh, franchise quarterback because you rushed him in. A year early. I don't know. I think he should have started week seven and eight. I've done a one. I've well, not a one eighty, but like I've come around, I guess. So all right, we'll agree to disagree there. And yeah, I think that's it for the inaugural podcast. I don't know how often we'll be doing this, or well, we'll probably do like once or maybe twice a week. And um, I don't know what day. Probably we'll try and keep it closer to the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday might be best to get, uh, you know, wait for Monday Night Football to be over. Maybe Monday would be better to just react to the whole weekend right on Monday morning. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, we're doing a lot of trial and error. Bear with me. Bear with us. Um, yeah, so that's you can just that. Go live right after the Monday Night game, like Francesca. Oh, on the app? I don't have an app, though, so. 
Um, I don't have an app that. How much is it? Like ten dollars a month. Ten dollars a month. Yeah. Steal the century. Uh, all right. I guess that is it. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else to say. All right. Until next time. Uh, this is it for the podcast on Check the Tape. Thanks for uh, listening.